Hey everybody, welcome to the intermission. Our, I guess this week we're doing Grab Bag 5. So, hello. We're doing Grab Bag 5, I guess. For those of you collecting all the grab bags. Yeah, it's a whole set. You gotta buy a bunch of them. We're gonna have to come up with a punny name for the fifth one in a second. But before that, my name is always T. Christine. I'm sitting here with Brian William Venifter. Greetings. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hey, where's Mike? And we, we set up a, a, chair, a chair for <laughs> Elijah, but he hasn't shown up yeah. yet. Anyway, but like, yeah, so we do these every now and then when we don't have a thing to talk about. Today, we've decided we're just gonna do a bunch of intermissions and we're gonna start <laughs> talking about various stuff that's and, just happened recently. And what could be better than... Four guys with nothing to talk about, then three guys with nothing to talk about. So this is going to be one of our shorter, more pithy, kind of to-the-point kind of episodes, I bet. So, like, I'll start. Ghostbusters has just been re-sort of put into theaters for the 30-year anniversary, and I just saw that in theaters again, and it is delightful. It is just a fun movie to see, and everything about it is great, although I had one observation that I'd never had before, and I don't recall if we talked about it on the movie, which is the uh, if we were to hold Ghostbusters to the bullshit sort of authority that we try to, you know, trap movies within on our other show... It occurs to me that there's the scene where um, Winston asks Ray, do you believe in God? And he's like, I never met him. Oh, and they're cruising down yeah. the freeway yeah. and then they in the car. And, Started and, back through, and yeah. it gets all dark. And it occurs to me that I think if the movie, if there were scenes on the chopping block to get like five minutes out of the movie, two or three minutes out of the movie, I bet you that would be the first scene to go because it doesn't actually do anything really. At least not that I could figure out. It's character development, I guess, but it's sort of like... You know, two characters talk about things that, you know, it ultimately is a judgment day. So the point of the conversation is sort of lost on the end of the movie. It's just I two guys talking about God. It, it I think you can make of, an argument yeah. that it, it helps shift the tone from, yeah. you know, shit's getting fun real. romp to shit's getting real. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you, I mean, you're right that you absolutely could cut that. I mean, yeah, yeah you know, those are the kind of scenes that always get cut first if you're if you're running for time is the character moments um, almost always. Yeah. It's a tough balance to strike. Plus, you know, I feel like it's weird how if you cut out that scene, I honestly think you might forget that there was a fourth Ghostbuster by the end of the movie. Yeah. I honestly yeah, think it's probably also part of it. It's like, well, yeah, we just it's one of Winston scenes. just needs one more scene. It's like how they added all the musical numbers to Butch and Sundance just so it's like we need people to remember there was a girl in this movie. Like yeah. there's, she's not in any other scenes. Let's just add scenes where she's there to make people feel the loss when she's gone. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. For me, the, the sore thumb, I think I think we did. I think I we did reference it when we did the commentary on it. Like is the, five is, years is ago. the ghost blowjob is is the one scene. Oh, yeah. the one scene they kind of go really, but you know that's as the legend goes. Supposedly that was well. Otherwise we'd have gotten a G, and then we would have been you know death at the box office. And, I like to think it was part of some other scene they never ended up using, and it's just the sort of thing where. Man, but I those, think it those, was. I think those, it was part of a longer something or other. But those art department yeah. guys fucking killed it on this rig where it's like yeah. the belt undoes itself and the zipper unzips itself and you can't see how it's working and it's just those guys work their ass the off for this gag. The, I gotta get in the movie somehow. Yeah, the stories are out there. I, it's it's like that was the vestige of what the, the script kind of used to be. It used to be more racy. It used to be mm. kind of more, you know, kind of adult-y kind of stuff and that was like the last scene that sort of was still from that idea of what the movie was that kind of made it all the way through. But it is kind of like... <sighs> the obligatory blowjob joke. Wow, you know. Did any of you guys go to see it for the re-release? Just nope. now? I have. I have not. I nope. Oh, it's it. awesome, and it's funny how many. It's it's just adorable how many really bouncy mat shots there are. Oh, <laughs> Where yeah. it's just like you know you're watching like a, a perfect static locked off shot of New York that I swear to God the camera's not moving. It's not jiggling a bit. This tripod cost a thousand dollars. It's fine, and then you do the mat painting on it, and you can see like oh my God, the entire yeah. city's bouncing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just you know the top of the building sitting still while everything else is changing, and you can see through because of the cause of the optical and all that. It's just I'm always yeah, really charmed. Very, I remember someone who worked on that movie that I met, and he said, yeah, we went to see this screening and like the very first effect shot the first effect shot yeah. of the terror dog gargoyle you can see right through it with the, with the stripe in the road <laughs> yeah. going right yep. through his tooth and ah uh, but I love <laughs> it I find, it gets I, better I find that shit to be totally charming so I, I'll, I'll give it to it entirely it's weird how we will forgive 
is that a sort of thing that Trey, as the only person who's an adult throughout the 80s seeing movies where there's yeah. like you can see through like the sides of the little snow speeder and empire or whatever at the time were the audiences catching like oh i could totally see through that but i don't care or did they just not notice it i don't i you would have noticed it i, I might have noticed i don't remember particularly i remember thinking the effects in ghostbusters were pretty darn good i i think right on i think there was more of a tendency to to go even as a person at the time who was only just starting to get into visual effects, I mean, the first gig I had was The Blob, really, that was 88, so it would be just after Ghostbusters and, and a lot of those, you know, just after Aliens, just after those kind of movies. And at least to my level, and and being an aficionado of effects without, you know, wanting to get in that industry but not having gotten into the industry, but but being, you know, having been interested in that stuff since I was a kid watching stuff on TV, I understood the process where like a bad effect shot, I'm like, well, that one got by. But yeah. even then I understood like, well, you know, that's humans doing stuff. And there's any number of reasons why that might not have been as great as they probably wanted it to be either. And life goes on. You know, you just yeah. have to deal with it. It's just weird how we don't forget. <laughs> and then the internet was invented. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I'm trying to figure, put my finger on what the main sort of difference is between us just giving endless piles of shit to bad VFX nowadays and being like, I, I like it how it was. Well, I think there's a, there's a learning curve to, to culture itself, right? Yeah, that... We just got better at noticing it. Yeah, it's there's there's a, there's been advancement in the effects themselves and in and in filmmaking itself. So our standards as viewers and audience are and higher. Ghost, when, when Ghostbusters came out, home video was still kind of a new thing. So it's like you didn't really get you still didn't have a lot of opportunity to go. Wait, well, let me let me look at that shot again. Like, well, pay 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 your four dollars and come back tomorrow and you can see that shot again. That's how that works. Good. Oddly, well, I mean, I think the reason I hadn't really noticed how frankly janky some of those effect shots are is because I've only seen it at home on DVD when you see it like huge in front of you at and it's you know a good it's a good reprint of it I think it was a scan off the master it was pretty it was grainy as shit but it was really you could see the grain so that's how clear it was yeah um in the theater it was really noticeable like I've never noticed how much it bounces just because it's you know right in front of you so I wonder if it's a thing where maybe we've I I like the point you kind of got to towards the end of what you're saying where it's just like everyone kind of realizes this is humans doing this and no one really cares and I understood what this was supposed to movies be movies are never perfect you know, yeah. movies without visual effects are not perfect you go oh I see the car actually wasn't really moving when it exploded because you know yeah. that would have been hard to do it while it was exploding I mean we all get it we understand it's a combination of it being like a tangible analog thing that someone had to make and then also just not having internet people being like yeah you can see that the car flips over because there's a post that kicks it up Guys, I watched it a thousand times, and I'm here on IMDb to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess it's a, just a culture shift. But anyway, Certainly Ghostbusters that. is awesome. And then, but you know, the, the the increased sophistication of as viewers is. I mean, that's true across the board about every aspect of movies. Where we can we can process faster cuts now than we used to. We you know we kind of are conditioned to kind of oh, yeah. get the story going sooner. So a lot of older movies feel like, wow, this is taking forever. Just set up all this stuff, and you know when's the, I was also like, the, yeah, the opening sort of library shot where the, the like the lady before the first scare, before the monkey, yeah, ah, yeah. you know, the, that lady scene where she's just walking around in the library at the in the basement is interminable. Like <laughs> it goes on for it's like four minutes of her like walking and just slowly but surely every every now and then something would be weird or floating. And I also had forgotten how fucking scary that movie is. Yeah, it doesn't care. Like it's 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 being <laughs> yeah. legit scary several times. Yeah, and it's. You know, you don't quite know when you're in a dark room watching it and it's all that's on and you're not like, you know, yeah. used to the movie. It's just scary as shit. The first I time you see it. Yeah. You're not quite sure how it's all going to play out. You're like, wow, how, how far is this going to go? You know? Yeah. If anything, if we were watching Ghostbusters now for the first time as the 
judgmental film assholes we are mm. from 30 years later for, yeah i i think we would give it a lot of shit for not knowing what its tone is is trying to be you know yeah. on but trying to be on both the scary and the comedy side I, I, f- I, I feel i feel I like know if i would i i you know again i can't speak to how i would you know i can't remove that part of my brain and speak to it but i it's one of those movies where because i'm struggling with that with the thing i'm writing right now you know how do you walk that weird line where People in Ghostbusters, I think a couple of people are getting killed in that movie. I think. You know, not on screen, not like, you know, it's horrifying. But but there are movies that successfully are comedies that still people do get killed in, and yet somehow you, it, in the end it comes out as a comedy. Ghostbusters is kind of is pretty tame, actually, in that response. I mean, it, it, it doesn't, it goes, kind of goes out yeah. of its way to go, he's okay. But, um, you know, but there's still a sense of jeopardy. But there are movies that, you know, where people will get killed and it's you know it's kind of funny it's weird um noah yeah though that's <laughs> hilarious yeah men in black maybe <clears throat> men in black has that <clears throat> gremlins okay. also kind of was like it sort of insinuated yeah, yeah. that people got killed and certainly killed that old lady but um you know but she deserved it she totally had it coming but uh so maybe you know yep. maybe that's how maybe that's how you do it if you just oh he was a bad person he totally needed killing well yeah that's i mean that's that's a problem that we highlighted on Tropic Thunder where it's like you got to give yeah. me a level of farce to stick with and, and do everything yeah. you stay there you know you can do whatever you want on that level but just pick a level Ghostbusters feels m- more tonally consistent than movies that we usually shut on but I could see the argument I don't know whatever Brian what's your grab bag thing uh, and you want to talk about Doctor Who I just watched uh, oh, this boy. week's and last week's episode last apparently night. that's a big thing the kids are really talking about yeah. that Doctor Who right I, now. I know Trey is a huge Doctor Who fan uh, you know yeah that David Tennant I love him to bits is he like four doctors ago now uh, two uh, doctors okay. ago okay. That's, the, three, that's the doctor I know three depending there's, on how there's Tom Baker and there's David Tennant and then there was uh, John Hurt once and that's those are the doctors wait, wait I can do them all now I can do them all now <laughs> No, you don't actually want me to do them all. I want to see if you can. Go for it. Okay. Uh, in the chat room, be, have 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 a list ready. Hartnell, Troughton, uh, Pertwee, Baker, uh, uh, Davison, uh, uh, Baker again, right? And then McCoy, <laughs> then McGann, uh, John Hurt technically crammed in there. Chester then Eggleston, <laughs> Eggleston, Tennant, Smith, Capaldi. Well, who's the next one? Yeah. That, that would be the shock. Will Smith. Wow. I didn't know you were that into Doctor Who. Is this a new thing? Only recently, yeah. Only since about the beginning of the year or so. Why do you know the whole list of doctors? Because I'm an obsessive nerd. It's just <laughs> yeah. whatever I happen to be obsessed about once now. You, once you start, you, yeah. know, you can't just eat the first chip. Did you go back and watch like old episodes from the 60s and stuff? Whatever. Yeah, well, I watched everything on, on Netflix, and then I went back and watched whatever was on Hulu from the classic Holy uh, shit. show. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. And I then just, the, the TV, which I actually like the TV movie, uh, and Paul McGann, I think, is an awesome doctor. I, I got the his audio dramas from a friend of mine. I haven't listened to him yet, but I got him ready to go. I just got the uh, the the primer, you know, like, okay, what are the great Doctor Who episodes that I need to see? Yeah. So I saw the yeah. library. I saw the thing. And what's the really bad one? Okay, I'll watch that one. So, so I've got the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, you know? you've I've, got, got yeah. The, I've got the spectrum. And I liked, you know, I, I liked the ones, the ones that are like the great, the great tenant episodes are the ones that I was, I was focusing on. Yeah. Um, Sounds in the library was good. That's tenant or is that Smith? That's, that's tenant. That's tenant. And then there's the one where they're trapped on a shuttlecraft and are getting possessed by aliens. And that's, you know, a nice bottle show and that's pretty fun. And yeah, and, yeah. That's, and, that's uh, the tenant, right? Too. That's also, all I watched. 
actually like a really I only watched thing, Tenant yeah. ones because uh, yeah. they were all the ones that were on Netflix at that time. Smith yeah. is no good. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I totally get And then, of course, The Weeping Angels, which I think is just fantastic. But you don't have to be a Doctor Who fan to watch that because he's not in that episode. Right, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's that's the great thing. And it's, that's just a great, creepy one-hour drama of sci-fi thingamabob. It's fantastic. It's like an Outer Limits episode that just happens to feature, you know, oh, and they got the guy who plays Doctor Who to be in it. That's cute. Um, Which, like, awesome. I've had several friends, including my friend Michelle, who was, like, kind of my intro into it. Like, okay, so we'll int- we'll get you into this. We'll do Blink first. Blink will be the first one. Yeah. So that's actually the first episode she sat me you. down and that watched. spoils you, though. I actually point. don't think it's a great intro episode like, precisely because for that Doctor's reason. Because he's not yeah. in it. It's not a Doctor yeah. Who episode. So well, Supposedly like, they do one of those every year. They do one that's... Who with no companion, there's one that's companion with no who, and there's one with neither, because that's how they make their schedule. It's because oh, they, they can be overlapping uh, those episodes. I see. So That's clever. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know so that. So Tennant just showed up to be like a face on a screen in that one, and, yeah, right, you know, right. and, and walk by on the street one time, and he's, he's done. That's how you right. do it. You're, you're only using him for a day for that, for that episode. So with your new broader context of Doctor's Who, which is like Surgeon's General, uh, <laughs> yes. how do you feel about Capaldi? Or more specifically, how do you feel about the new episodes? Uh, I haven't, the felt, episodes, this, I haven't okay. felt this season so far. I, I love Capaldi. Um, Capaldi is my first, you know, new Doctor. You know, obviously the first new episodes I've been watching. Um, Depending on where you put the emphasis, it could be new Doctor, new nude Doctor, new Doctor. Uh, he's, my so, new, he's my new Doctor. I yeah, I love Capaldi. It's, I I think the new episodes are still struggling to find a new tone, and I mean, we we don't have to go into uh, Moffat as a showrunner. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's because we want this grab bag to be under three hours. Uh, yeah. Suffice but, it to say, you're a big fan. I don't hate him as much as Tumblr hates him, but he, I don't think he's great. No. Yeah. Um. But uh, Capaldi, I love. Yeah, <clears throat> Capaldi is is, is awesome. Man. What are they saying? Uh, I'm setting up the <laughs> Pernell Roberts was not the, well. He wasn't the best doctor, but he was the best trapper. So ah, wah wah, back at you there. I'm looking forward to seeing robots. what Capaldi does because I have the feeling that he's going to be a great doctor. But so far, all I've seen is him trying to like, he's he's sort of screwing his brain back on after the regeneration, and he's batty and a little out of it and kind of confused. Which well, yeah, which is never a problem with other doctors, especially the last few because they've been younger guys. But when it's an old, like a considerably older doctor, that almost strikes me more as being like, oh, this guy's. Eking into dementia, huh? What's up, <laughs> Capaldi? As opposed to he's just confused because he just changed brains and bodies. Well, I always again. get that from Tennant. The Tennant was always kind of, kind of winging it. You know, he's kind of like, I look, I travel through time. A lot of weird shits happened. I don't know half of what's going on. Tennant and Smith were both like, I just, we're gonna just do it. Yeah, we're just gonna. Uh, well, I still, I feel like Capaldi is still in the. Well, these episodes, the writers are still writing for Matt Smith, uh, and so it's, it's still the episodes still have this Matt Smith feel to them. But there are moments where, like, the writing is clearly kind of geared for Capaldi, and Capaldi is knocking it out of the park. He he does really well with even the like the more Matt Smith style material. But there are moments where it's like this is this is material for Capaldi, and then Capaldi really uh, uh, kicks ass with it. Uh, and those those are great moments. Yeah, I've heard he's only going to be there for one season, though. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, my, it, it's a, really it was surprised. a rumor. I don't know if it's a thing or not. I'd be really surprised well, if that were the case. The previous guy was just one season, wasn't he? No, well, he was the, like, the first of the new Doctors was only one season. Yeah, I don't know. Like I've, I have such a hard time watching Doctor Who. Like, and I mean that not emotionally, but literally. Like, I can watch old seasons when they're on Netflix, but I don't have cable, and I'm not aware of the best way to watch it legally on this end. 
Uh, oh, have you not seen the new the new series at all? Then I've seen the first episode of the new series because Chloe's thirtieth birthday happened, and we threw her a big surprise party that had a theme, which was Doctor Who. Shocking! So it had yeah, and I made like a really awesome little robot canine dog oh, from the seventies, nice. and a, you know on an RC thing. It was awesome. It was great. It was great. But uh, one of the things we were gonna do is you know watch the season premiere at the party because her party happened to be the same day as the season premiere, and that I torrented. <clears throat> yeah, and. Other than that, like I never get to watch New Doctors when it's happening because I'm I'm waiting for either Amazon to have it or to come out on Netflix. So I'm I've vaguely seen I think I've seen every episode of the last season with Matt Smith, but I'm not sure. And I see I saw them like so randomly and sporadically that I can't really remember them. So I'm I'm sort of losing the whole plot. (laughs) Um, So Chloe's a Tom Baker girl, right? Yeah. Do you have a particular doctor that's your favorite? I like Tennant, but I haven't seen any of the old stuff, so I can't you know I can't speak with authority about that. She grew up watching it because PBS used to play like. You know, they just have the reel of episodes that they'd play them all yeah, night long. Yeah, they just spin them. That's, uh, for, me, for me, the Doctor is Pertwee, and everyone else is I, I love Pertwee, uh, yeah. watching the classic stuff. Like, Pertwee's would, I, a badass. It ran just for a brief... I've talked about this before. Where but was it, he on the list? Four or five? Three. Yeah, Three. he was early on. Uh, back, you know, just pure video, just craptastic effects. Yeah. You know, just... A, uh, it was when it was a soap opera. It was a daily, you know, half-hour yeah. thing. Video. <laughs> but... um I would come home from school. You know, I'm going to freaking elementary school, and and I'd come home and I'd have my afternoon block of shows. You'd have like Star Trek would be on, and and like Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West. Uh, that was more like it later in the later in the show, later in the day, uh, kind of syndication. But um, people don't talk about but, it enough. But, but Star Trek, and you know, <laughs> you got your Isle of Lucy. Early on, you got Isle of Lucy and Dick Van Dyke show, and you know, and, and so on. Um, and then they would try running kids shows in the afternoon, and you know, things like Ultraman would be on, and things like that. And for a while, they experimented with Doctor Who at my local station. Not for very long, though, because Doctor Who was freaking trippy as all hell, and I'm sure. <laughs> and so I, I would kind of get into this because it was like sci-fi, kind of, you know. I was like, all right, and British, and I kind of thought England was cool. So, so and there was this whole plot line which I went and looked up to make sure I hadn't dreamed it, and sure enough, there it was. It was this whole plot line about how he went to a parallel. Pl- planet or universe or something where all of his friends and companions at the time he had like a brigadier general pal and a companion <laughs> yeah. and all that and to the uh, left bridge do it yeah and and he went to a parallel universe where they were you know parallel versions of all of them but that universe got destroyed in some kind of volcanic event and he, and he warped out and left them to die because that's <laughs> what had to happen and so he was just like well sucks to be you and and blipped back to his own universe and and the last shot was like them all standing there watching this lava come at them and i was like what the fuck show is this i'm watching this is twisted why is this on 3 30 in the afternoon but i was like that that was kind of like fascinating that you know they're just talking about wholesale death i mean my god doctor who has been about destroying entire civilizations since the day it started it's yeah Oh, in the chat, Owen points out that Hola Unblocker and the BBC iPlayer might be a combination that would work for me. I need to try that because that'd be cool. But I'm repeating that information. I'm assuming that's legal, Owen, and I'm not just like advising illegal shit to the to the world. But anyway, I, you know, I just haven't seen much I of it lately. I would kind of doubt it. Like I saw, I was really good at Doctor Who after there weren't new episodes and everything that was already done so far was on Netflix. Then I was like, cool, I've seen it all. Got it. Got it in my head. I know everyone. I figured out how to pronounce Martha's last name and I'm good to go. <laughs> nice. And then What's Martha's last name? I don't even know. It's it's no, well, uh, her. The actress's last name is Freema Agyeman, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, I yeah. used to know how to pronounce it. I don't think I pronounced well it right. But then like since then, I haven't been able to keep up See, with it. See, knows, Hanson knows what episodes I'm talking about. Yep. The Infernal Serial. The Inferno Serial. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. But, you know, Doctor Who is fun. What, what, to, how to did this, this day that, that's like I saw four episodes of Doctor Who at the age of eight <laughs> to this day I remember that you're scene. carrying the scars yes 
uh, we got into it because you asked me what what to talk about. And oh no, I mean, how did you how did you suddenly get so deeply into Doctor Who? Um, well, I helped. Uh, it, it's kind of one of those things like, oh, all my friends are into this. Uh, I'll succumb eventually. Yeah, it got, but, uh, it got real big a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple of my friends uh, who are big Doctor Who fans uh, produced this uh, Doctor Who Hunger Games mashup uh, viral video thing. Uh, and I helped them uh, as the AD for it. So the uh, it was a couple of days, but their big day was we were all in this field in this park uh, closer to downtown. And it's all, they had all 12, uh, actually 13, because they did have the war doctor, doctors fighting in a Hunger Games uh, style scenario thing. So I had to AD for them, and I didn't know anything about Doctor Who at the time. <laughs> uh, and there was literally all 13 <laughs> incarnations present. The crash course. Uh, yeah, so I literally made a cheat sheet for myself. Of like, okay, that's Hartnell, no, that's Trouton, <laughs> yeah. that's Pertwee. Blah, blah, blah. Number three, I yeah. need you over here. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I did, actually. Yeah. Like, okay, 10, 3, 6, you guys are up next now. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, it was like a combination <laughs> of that and all and I'd already gone to the trouble of like learning the numbers, so I figured why not watch every episode? <laughs> yeah, basically. Sure, why not just watch ninety five contiguous months of <laughs> product? Once you start, you know, slippery yeah. slope, my friend. But for me, it's probably Pertwee, McGann, and I, I really love Capaldi so far. I so. love Tenet. In my head, it's Tenet. And he was but my it's Tenet for everybody, and I'm a I'm a contradictory. I, I have to be. I have, to, I have to be a hipster about it. So Tenet's everybody's favorite, so Tenet's not my so favorite. That's, in the that's chat room, Snail out. says, that's Brian worked on the Doctor games? Yeah. yeah. In, in Tarot Bang? Yes, that is what it is. Well, backwards Doctor in Tarot Bang? So yeah, if you want to check that out, it's called the Doctor games. It's on YouTube. It's it's awesome. Did it it's come funny. out good? Yeah. Yeah, big fan of it. Cool. It got nominated for a streamy. Ooh. Yeah. Whoa. So I don't know if Which they won happening right now. Is oh, is it? Is it today? Yeah. Literally? Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe we can find out today if you won. Yeah. So we'll check on that before the episode. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's some other grab bag shit we could talk about if we want to get real heady. But we'll come back to that later. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Trey, what have you been into lately? There's that. Yeah. Well, let's see. Well, I'm uh, right now. I'm trying to write something, so I've been uh, watching uh, watching things that uh, to steal from, uh, basically. <laughs> or, uh, homage. Homage is the word. I'm doing an homage. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I was I was stuck for a plot point last night and I was like God I know what the next 30 pages are and I just I need to get past I need I need a page here I need a, I need a thing right here my outline has failed me I need one beat right here and I was just I was I watched like I sped through like five movies last night just trying to like rob a, a beat that I could stick in there <laughs> I finally, I think I found I think I found it I, I kind of put a band-aid in there uh, so the first I, draft is always vomit anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I just, I just, I just knew that this is just—it's going to be too abrupt. I know where the next beat is. I just, I just, I—it's and I just did the last one, but I, I can't like go right from one to the next. I need like a page to breathe. So, so anyway, so I, I temporarily banded that problem. But um, I just googled it, Brian. It's, it's going to be five hours from now, so we're not going to be able to do the cool uh, on-air thing. That'd uh, be live. Yeah, okay. Oh well, that'd be fun. So um, anyway, well, so semi on that note um, uh, is there's two things that I'm, I just want to point out that uh, and and neither of these things that I'm doing right now, but they're things that I so want to do, um, and I'm going to put on the radar because both of these the next time it's my chance to curate something. Both of these are going to come up, so, so, you so might, get ready, motherfuckers. So strap in, motherfuckers, because uh, there's two things. They both they both happen to come out on Blu-ray within the past month or so. Um, is one Deathbed? No. Okay, just say I don't watch bad movies. Ironically, I avoid bad movies. Bad movies do not need to be watched, even ironically. Um, 
I, I, that's something I just don't get why humans want to do that. No, I don't either. Um, no, uh, two awesome movies that you should check out. Uh, uh, both came out on Blu-ray, and the re- and I have them both on. Well, I have one on crappy regular old DVD, and I do mean crappy because there was never an official sanctioned release. It was one of those studios kind of oh, it's on DVD now, and, and never touched it. Um, and the other one is kind of I'd probably been on DVD, but um, anyway, both these got the new Blu-ray transfer with tons of making of and behind the scenes, which is why I want the Blu-rays because I don't need to see the movies because I have them both memorized, and they are. Sorcerer just came out, um, which I've talked. Don't to. know what that is. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, we're both doing the Ewok face. We're I know you ahead. both gave me the RCA dog just there. <laughs> I referenced it once. Um, I referenced it once in the, in our forums because um, before I ever saw that movie, um, I saw the poster at the record store. You can look that term up, kids. Uh, at the record store, they used to buy. You know, you had that big rack of movie posters and right. flip through and there was this poster for this movie that I didn't know what it was either called Sorcerer and the poster and just if you google Sorcerer William Friedkin because otherwise Ooh. you'll get lots of things um, you'll see a truck on a bridge in the rain and you're going to want to see that movie and I, I've posted it in the forums and and uh, you know I just said how about this motherfucker you know because we had a, we had a topic about great posters right and i posted here's the sorcerer poster still one of the best posters i think ever i had the i bought the poster and put it on my wall in my dorm still had never seen the movie but i was fascinated by this poster yeah feel free to look it up uh, sorcerer william freaking truck on a bridge you'll know it when you see it it's pretty much the iconic picture yep there you go hello boom hey cool oh, oh well. god no fuck that movie <laughs> yeah ah is it so, so just to talk about Sorcerer, starring Roy Scheider. You've heard of him, kids. Uh, uh, yeah, that looks like a still from like the promotional art for the Indiana Jones ride. Yeah, where it's like a, it's a bus going off a little suspension bridge. gone horribly, yeah. horribly wrong. Um, yeah, if you don't know what Sorcerer is, uh, and and as William Freakin himself will say, don't get the old crappy one. Get the Blu-ray. Um, Sorcerer by William Freakin. Uh, it was his. It was his. I've done two huge movies back to back, and I'm the hottest thing in town right now. Movie. Um, he just done The Exorcist and The French Connection, or the other way around. He did French Connection, big box office. Exorcist, biggest movie ever. Oh my God! Here's all the money. What do you want to do? Um, I want to do a big budget remake of the classic French film, The Wages of Fear, um, about guys trans- transporting dangerous nitroglycerin in beat up, fucked up old trucks across the jungle. Um, Oof! <laughs> that's the, it's a classic '50s uh, French film called *The Wages of Fear*. It appears on a lot of best of all time lists, and this is his remake of *Wages of Fear*. And so it's about these guys who are in the shithole of a town in South America. All there is is an oil industry. The local oil well blows up, and they have to you know blow it out with dynamite. Turns out the dynamite's not been taken care of correctly. It's unstable. So these four guys who are so desperate to make money to get out of this shithole town. Hmm. agree to drive these fucked up old trucks with the unstable nitroglycerin through the jungle to the oil well fire. That's so let me guess. Movie. That's a movie that plays with tension. It's a little tense. <laughs> suspense, it's, perhaps? It's a little suspenseful. Yeah, so the bomb s- isn't so much under the table as in the back of the it's, truck. Yeah, no, it's, it's what they're driving is the bomb. And so... Uh, and it's freaking made this movie and just it was hellacious to make. Scheider went from Jaws to this movie and oh, said, that poor, oh, that poor fucking you know, guy. Within like a space of a year or two <laughs> and said, uh, you know, and, and has quoted as saying like, yeah, Jaws was tough, but Sorcerer, wow. Um, 
And it was just, and it was just, they threw money at it and it was this huge thing. And freaking was in his, you know, mad genius phase because he could do no wrong. And it just became this big thing. And it came out about two weeks after this movie called Star Wars came out. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and then a lot of, uh, and a lot of theaters like said, well, thank you, Star Wars. Now we're going to open this new movie called Sorcerer. Bring back Star Wars. Which is from the guy who made. The Exorcist last year, and you like that, and it's called Sorcerer, so you think it's going to be about magic and supernatural, but it's about oh. these greasy guys in an oil well fire, and it's all weird and dark and depressing, and we want to see the space movie again. So Sorcerer was in theaters for about a minute and a half and then got replaced by Star Wars again. It was never oh, heard from again, man. and was stuck in legal limbo forever, and Freakin's career took a big nosedive, and, and on and on and on and on. And it, it you know, so I think it's I think it's a Warner's film. Warner's just kind of half-acidly released it on video, like, nah, it's terrible. DVD transfer and that's all that's there's a pan and scan there's not even been a widescreen release of it on video just a pan and scan crappy is all we've had of Sorcerer for for 30 years freaking after literally decades of wrangling got the rights to do a new transfer a new blu-ray a new cleanup and has been touring with it doing live appearances and screenings and now it just came out on blu-ray with lots of making of and it's a full widescreen official transfer and the movie's good the movie is got some (laughs) Well, yeah, it sucks. No, it's terrible. Terrible uh, bearing the lead. Yeah, really. No, it's awful. But the point is, <laughs> no, no, it's not, it's not yeah. awful. It's very seventies. It's very boy. Have I seen a lot of French movies? Uh, but it's got some stuff in it. The the bridge scene is insane, and it's like you know, just go away. Like, there's no CG here, kids. There's no wire removal going on. There's there's there's, there's some crazy mofo's are driving trucks across a rope bridge in the rain a lot to get this uh, scene done and it's it's nuts and it's just it's dark it's a dark dark movie about uh, you know bad people who you know are probably all gonna die The Wages of Fear is an excellent title The Wages of Fear is an excellent title and just out of curiosity I just watched The Wages of Fear for the first time because I've been hearing for years that The Wages of Fear is a classic classic movie and Sorcerer is a, is a remake of it Wages of Fear talking about a movie that doesn't hold up wow uh, the movie's got a one hour long first act before they even go by the way there's a oil well fire so uh, you know it's like this, talk about some character introduction you get the whole thing with these guys and boy this is a shitty town you guys live in I get it but uh, I was like damn seriously isn't there an oil well fire and aren't they going to be driving trucks it's a full hour into the movie before that even happens in the original Wages of Fear Yikes! Um, but then movie two once they get on the road there is some amazing stuff again it's like that's 20 years even earlier and they're doing stuff with trucks on the edges of big wood cantilevered things. And just it's just nuts. And no way. So anyway, Sorcerer has got some, you know, whether it's your kind of thing, I don't know. But it's it's worth seeing because there are some sequences that are nuts yeah. that, that you just have to Based see. Based on what you just said, I want the Blu-ray for the behind-the-scenes stuff. I absolutely want the behind-the-scenes stuff. And, and I want to see a full, I've seen it in theaters years ago, but I want to see a full, you know, a good cleaned up Blu-ray. If you go to Amazon.com, and go to the DVD NTSC version, you will see a review from Friedkin himself going, this is William Friedkin. Hi. Don't buy this. This one's a piece of <laughs> shit. Yeah, I that's de- amazing. I never approved this release. It's awful. Buy the Blu-ray. That's amazing. Yeah. What's the second movie? Uh, similar story, a movie you may or may not have heard of, but you probably have never seen. And if you haven't, Run, Don't Walk. And the same thing. It's come out on Blu-ray with uh, lots of uh, making of, which I can't wait to see. Um Phantom of the Paradise in uh, on Blu-ray. Phantom of the Paradise. If in the chat room, Gothic Robots was like, I hope Trey's second film is Phantom yes! of the Paradise. Yes! Gothic Robots, I'm high-fiving you right now. Yes! 
Phantom of the Paradise Blu-ray with making ofs and behind the scenes and commentaries. I'm so the, the next time I have twenty dollars in my hand, man. What the hell is Phantom of the Paradise? Oh, see, this is why this is why we do these episodes. This is why we do these episodes. <laughs> God love you, Gothic robots. I didn't dream it. It's a real movie. Um, talk about talk about Wonderkin. Goth. Uh, uh, Phantom of the Paradise was Brian De Palma before he was Brian De Palma. Ooh, Brian De Palma when he was. I don't know if Brian DeVall actually went to film school, but he might as well have because Phantom of the Paradise is, as you might guess from the title, is a modern-day remake of Phantom of the Opera, except it's a rock opera, and the movie is nothing but wall-to-wall references to older movies. It's a film... They, they, we, my film school professor at USC, he showed us Phantom of the Paradise, which is only a year old at the time, in class because De Palma was ripping off every movie we'd studied. You know, it's like, okay, so it's like, it was, it's a total game of spot the reference. Right. It's, it's, there's an entire, you know, it's like, okay, obviously Phantom of the Opera is the overall story. It's about a guy who writes this great rock opera, but Paul Williams, the villain, steals the music from him and frames him and sends him to prison um, and becomes famous because he's the guy who wrote this supposedly famous rock opera. And Paul Williams actually did write all the songs for the show, for the movie, which are fantastic. And, uh, and it does all these different uh, genres of song in addition to genres of movie. And, and there's like a whole, you know, hard acid rock. And, and I really want to see this movie. Oh, you have to, you will, you, it's insane. And it's, and it's nothing but movie homages the whole way through. There's a psycho homage. And then there's a, there's a whole touch of evil homage. It's amazing. It's so this like, would been like early eighties, <laughs> mid eighties, something like that. Seventies. No shit. Yeah. I didn't realize De Palma was that old. Well, his, when he was a kid, it was like his first kind of weird, huh. nutty, here's $8, make a movie if you can kind of thing. That sounds like fun. Um, and it, yeah, it's very you know rough around the edges and campy and nuts. It's oh, and it's set in Winnipeg? Uh, no, it's it's popular in Winnipeg. Oh, <laughs> that's what the Gothic Robots knows. Are you are you in Winnipeg? Is that why you know about? Uh, I didn't know that was a thing. Phantom of the Paradise again, tanked, you know, <laughs> came and went. Nobody heard of it. It, was, it became a midnight movie for a while. It got a little claim to fame because it came, became a midnight movie. That's how I first heard about it. When I was seeing Harold and Maude, I would see trailers for Phantom of the Paradise going, I got to see that, whatever the hell that is. Huh. That's how I finally got around to seeing that, and I loved it. Um, no, it's, I, no, that's not right, because I did see it first in film school. So I'd seen trailers for it in, in when I was in high school, but I never saw the movie until they showed it to us in film school the first time I saw it. Um, and uh, it, it's just this nutty film, and it, but it tanked. It didn't make a dime. And uh, and for whatever weird reason, there's a cult about this movie in Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> that's weird. In Canada, there's just the every they have like festivals. They have like Phantom of the Opera festivals, and and the and the all the surviving stars go there, and it's a thing. That for whatever reason, it was a hit in Winnipeg. In Phantom Con in yes, Winnipeg. And it's it's oh. yeah exactly in Paris. Okay, and also Paris. But you know, hey, what do you want from Paris? But um. <laughs> well, Winnipeg is often compared to Paris. Yeah, it's, in, it's the in Paris. Its cultural it's richness. the Paris of in the, no way. It's the Paris of, of the Manitoba. Canada. Is Winnipeg often forgotten? Anyway, but uh, but uh, I, I bought the when I finally did see the movie. I bought the soundtrack album, which is uh, great, and and so on. And it's just it's an insane movie. It's an insane crazy. It's it's, it's all the seventies. It's all the seventies at once. That sounds awesome. And uh, and it does. And it's and it's a movie buff movie because it does. It's nothing but a series of homages to other movies. It's like a Tarantino repo genetic opera thing. Slash yeah. Rocky Horror. Yeah. <laughs> With some pretty damn good music. And it's really, it's got some good stuff. And, and Paul Williams as, you know, basically Satan um, 
it just it's weird it's a it's phantom palooza phantom palooza is they have they still have the <laughs> festival um and the weird here's the, the one little weird thing is uh and i can't wait to see the behind the scenes and the making of because that's gonna be so fantastic uh, whatever the commentary is i'm i'm so there but uh one weird little thing is the uh the female lead of it is jessica harper who um went on to be um probably in the same casting rooms with uh um Marion from Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, to Karen Allen because yeah. uh, they were kind of equivalent at the time until Karen Allen got the you know Raiders movie um, but uh, I always thought Jessica Harper was great and she did also Pennies from Heaven she was in other movies um, she's certainly recognizable but um, but there used to be Tom Rothman when he was head of Fox used to do that show uh, Fox Classics or whatever yeah, on yeah. the Fox channel and he would introduce, kind of introduce stuff do a big speech and um, he talked about how one time he, he talked about uh how if you if yeah you know, I guess this is when he was running Fox it was like if you come to my office you know, everyone gets to pick the poster that is, announces where their office is you know so you pick whatever classic Fox movie you get to pick oh cool um, you know it's like that's you get a gigantic they'll they'll pull on a gigantic poster out of the archives and that's that that's Tom Rothman's office because you see the gigantic yeah and his gigantic poster is Phantom of the Paradise um, and it's long before he was at Fox obviously he saw it when he was a kid. Um, and he thought he thought Jessica Harper was pretty freaking hot, uh, and then he came to Hollywood and married her, and they're still married to this day. Whoa! So, so for him, that's it's good the to be dream, the king, baby. Yeah, for Damn, him, Phantom of the Paradise is representative of you know. I was like, that's my wife up there. Um, so that has a special place for him. So he did this whole homage to Phantom of the Paradise because he ended up you know marrying the girl that he had a crush on when he saw her in the that's in the movie. Crazy. Yeah. Damn, it's good to be the king. So uh, anyway, yes. So sorcerer. Phantom of the Paradise. Run, don't walk. They're both out on Blu-ray right now. Either or. Either or. Because if these guys don't voluntarily watch either or both very soon, I'm going to make them because... Phantom of the Paradise, I definitely want to see. Two, two of my... I'll just wait till Trey makes me. Yeah, exactly. Like always. <laughs> but... Um, but uh, Get your eyelid speculum. Check check them out. <laughs> Joe Bob says check them out. I just... Uh, the other day, uh, Ryan I Weaver... I think Gothic Robots, I think you are correct. I think Jessica Harper was also in the... Long forgotten sequel to Rocky Horror Picture Show, Shock Treatment. Shock Treatment. I think she is. Never seen that. that. I want to see that. No wow. one saw that. <laughs> when you do, when you do a sequel to a cult midnight movie, it does not seem to work. <laughs> it doesn't work well. Uh, Ryan recently told me to uh, watch a cartoon, and I don't usually like cartoons, so I always take yeah. that with a grain of salt. Uh, and I've liked exactly two cartoons that have been recommended for me in my whole life one of them was clone high which was awesome and that's phil lord and chris miller the uh guys who are doing like a movie and the jump street movies and cloudy with a chance of meatballs i liked clone high a lot and it's got a great theme song uh this one that ryan just told me about is a, a currently airing tv show called rick and morty which is fucking awesome it's really weird and dark and surreal and scary and it's sort of unbound by genre in a really in a way that i find really fun the basic premise is there are rick and there is morty and you lost me. <laughs> it's basically Wait, the dynamic between Marty and Doc, where in this case Rick is Doc and, and Morty is Marty. Okay. See, because it's specific, like specifically, like he looks exactly like Doc Brown. Only he's a really alcoholic psychopath. Doc Brown is, <laughs> okay. and Morty is an ineffectual child. Uh-huh. And basically, every week. Rick has invented some new way to access a different plane of existence or he's invited all the thumb people from a thousand small worlds or whatever the fuck and like mom and dad are going to come home and find this giant goddamn 
you know rift from the other world in our living room we have to do something about this and it's hilarious and weird and fucking dark and it's specifically interesting to me because it's the only cartoon along these lines because there's a lot of cartoons that play the random card uh like adventure time i didn't like at all uh i might not have given enough time but oof i didn't like it hard and in its face uh the thing about Rick and Morty that I love is it's really, really three-acty. It's, it's the story arc every episode sort of cartoon as opposed to... It's closer to South Park than Family Guy uh, in that way, except it's about this fucked up, dark, alcoholic, <laughs> sociopathic Doc Brown taking Marty around the universe in made-up machines and like accidentally changing like cats into sentient beings and shit like that and dealing with like where is this cartoon available it's called rick and morty and you can if you're in the united states at least you can watch all the episodes for free online uh but it's a it's a cartoon network show it's usually an adult swim and they've just done their first season it's created by um a guy who i forget his name and dan Harmon, who created community uh and it's fucking awesome and it's like I said, one of only two cartoons I've been recommended to see that I've ended up watching. So far, there has not been a comic book that has ever made it past that threshold. Rick and, and Morty is one of two uh, comic uh, shows that has an actual comic comic book. You mean? Yeah, I've never yeah. liked a comic book more than not reading the comic book. Yeah, so someone, <laughs> yeah, just what's, it's like, closest like, I ever got was nothing, Watchmen. Nothing tastes as good as Skinny Feels, something like that. It's like I haven't found a comic book that was as much fun as not reading a comic book. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at too. Although I will say, just like you know. 20 years ago it's like well you know at least you have to read Watchmen okay I read Watchmen Watchmen's great that's it for me for comic books yep. but you know yes that cool was, I, I, I touched the peak I'm out yes exactly <laughs> I, I, I've seen the mountaintop I don't need to live there um, yeah it's like the, the new one the new one that everyone goes oh you have to watch it and it was Eddie who Eddie, Eddie who like literally God bless him. He, you know, he bought me one and gave it to me. Preacher, and said, Sandman, one of those. Uh, saga, it's called. Oh, I haven't even seen that one. Um, and it's good. It's a quick read. It's there. You know, it's it's uh, not very texty. It's very graphic-y. It's you know, it's it's a good, insane, blenderized fantasy sci-fi. It's got some really cool, nutty concepts in it. Um, people have sex a lot, and and it's. There's not a lot of it, which is great. I mean, it's still <laughs> happening. It's still ongoing. It's been published in like three compilation books. It's a thing that exists not much, yeah, which I like. Exactly. That's what's so great about it is. And if and, I have to read a comic book, the best way is to not read a lot yeah, of exactly. a comic book. Yeah, exactly. And if it will and if it ends fairly soon, then then it's going to be pretty golden. You know, it's like, okay, you need to stop making those fairly soon. Um, but I felt pretty hip going to the local comic book store because I'd never gone to our local comic book store for any reason whatsoever. Oh, yeah. And going, do you have the new saga? When some, you know, I was like, all right, I'll watch, I'll read because someone was really promoting it to me. And I said, oh yeah, my friend Eddie gave me a copy of Saga a year ago, and I still got it right here on the shelf. Maybe I should look at it. And I was like, oh, okay. So to mm-hmm. the point of like, all right, I'll go buy the rest of it, and which just two more compilation volumes is all it was at that point. Yeah. And it's 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 it's, it's good. And it's, you know, I, what do you want from me? But uh, it's yeah. I will say I, I I don't read a ton of comic books, but I've I've read a few. I've read Watchmen. Uh, and but I will also make a plug for Why the Last Man and Sad Man. Well, I think this I think this is the saga is the same writer as Why the Last Man. Oh, I okay. Believe, yeah. Which I haven't. I know it's a thing, but I haven't. I haven't. That's seen good. It. Yeah. yeah. I haven't read Preacher. Why not the Last Man? But, <laughs> In uh, terms of like, it's a slippery slope because if you go to the comic book store, there's a fuckload of comics that exist. Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not going the one, near that shit. The one uh, boundary line I always set for myself, not that I'm even that big of a comics guy. If there's but, yellow on the cover, I had to start somewhere, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I I will never buy a single issue because that's just a rabbit hole yeah. that you yeah. don't come yeah. out of. 
I'll, I'll buy the you know the trade paperback soft cover you know compilation things exactly you, buy, you buy the box set season like, episode of a like comic three book more, exactly like, that's exactly like, it yeah, yeah. there have been like three more issues of Saga that have come out since I read it but I'm just waiting until the next yeah. compilation I'm like I don't need to I don't need to know what happens that bad that's what I do with Walking Dead basically it's like oh uh, I haven't thought about that in nine months oh yeah so there's another th- yeah. book by now cool alright yeah. good Cool. I tell you, I, I tried to. Oh, I love the television series. And it's about to start up again, coming up on Halloween season, new season of Walking Dead. Woohoo! But boy, I tried the retroactively tried the comic, yeah. and I was like, boy, this ain't cutting it for me. <laughs> I have never. I still haven't gotten into Walking Dead yet. I, I, I thought we. It's okay. We I, talked about this in the last grab bag. I think. Yeah, I, I, I thought, think we did. Yeah. I thought they. I thought they parked the last season strong. They the last the back half of the last season I thought was some oh, yeah, solid yeah. solid stuff. Yeah. You mean most recent, not last, right? The most recent. Okay, season. okay. I didn't, know, like, season, I didn't know if, like, if Walking Dead had been canceled, I wouldn't have known. No, it's coming. They're starting to rev up the engine right now. It's it's going to be back in next in next month. And they just uh, greenlit uh, a companion show. Yes, quote unquote, companion show. Well, of course, so we'll see how that goes. Within the week or two, and I'm really kind of curious about this. Is of course, Sci-Fi is coming out with Z Nation. Yeah, which is produced by the Asylum. Our old um, friends. Yes, the and we know some some of our friends from the Asylum have been working on that show, and and. I'm 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 curious how that's gonna go. I'm, I'm wondering what that's gonna be like. Yeah, I just had like for the same reason I wouldn't know if Walking Dead was canceled, which is I, I don't have TV and just generally those channels on the internet channels. I mean colloquially, I just don't follow, so I wouldn't have ever had to notice it. It's come up in my life lately that I've had a, an increasingly hard time answering questions about what I do because my mom because <laughs> I've worked on like a different set of four or five TV shows every season for the last few seasons and my you know I'll, what are you doing this year and I'll be like this year I'm working on this 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 and this and they'll be like oh cool what, what channels are those on I'm like I don't I don't know <laughs> I don't watch them. not only do I not watch the shows I don't even have TV so I don't see ads for what network I'm watching yeah. a show and hey that's the show I'm gonna be working on like I have like I'm so far removed from the ability to tell you what channel flash is gonna be on or whatever <laughs> Like Constantine, NBC, I think it could be CW. I have no fucking idea. It's on some network. Yeah, I have no idea. I've gotten to the point where when I will work on, well, I have a gig. I'll work on some production or whatever. People will ask me, "Oh, you working? On, what are you working on? And what's it about?" And I go, "I don't know. I have no idea." <laughs> yeah, I, it's I, just I, easier. I don't know. It's, it's what happens when you're yeah. on TV because I'm working on four shows right now. I don't know specifically anything about any of them, and it was the same thing last year. It's just weird. I've just gotten to the point where I absolutely cannot answer questions about like beyond what do you do with your time during the day? Yeah. I'm not I'm not qualified to help you. I can't tell you what the show's about. I never watch them. <laughs> I have not read a script. I, I, I uh, assistant editor uh, edited a movie, I guess last year. I was brought in in the last like second because the first guy they hired like disappeared on them. So that was a big thing. And it was like and they just, you know, I just on the second day of shooting, I grabbed the hard drive and started going and they never gave me a script. And <laughs> <laughs> he assistant edited this movie. I never had a Does script. Figured out from context, <laughs> basically. Wow. And the crazy thing is, it was it's it was a you know a thriller. There's a murderer. It's a you know movie about a, this reality production show, and the people are getting murdered off one by one. And just by spot checking the dailies, I figured out who the murderer was. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> nice. Jesus. It was like it was like day two, and I'm like. I mean, it's that guy and then like day 14 I finally get to the scene where it's him going it was me all along I knew it I knew it yeah man well, welcome, yeah. welcome to the world of what it's really like to work in Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> we all hit that jaded point I've, I'm in been talking to a friend of mine who, who's in, asking me if, if, if they can close the deal to visual effects supervise a, a low budget film in a couple of weeks and I'm like sure 
And that's been the extent of the conversation. Yeah. She's like, I don't need to. I mean, do I need to know what it is? I don't need to know what it is. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't another, matter maybe we should we should switch this over to a new intermission because it's actually a topic that it's blossoming in my head and I have a bunch I want to talk about. Yeah, that's, sure. that that opens up a topic that I was going to go. Yeah, but don't say it here. We'll say it in the next intermission. Cool. So in that case, we're going to wrap this up. This, <laughs> See you next week. This is unless this was last week. Yeah, and yeah. you've already heard that episode. I'm going to air them out of order. I'm going to Tarantino it anyway. Yeah. This has been the intermission. You want to find more episodes of friendsinyourhead.com? Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. It's great to be with people and. There's people there and they talk about things and there's things and the things and the flavin. Just buy our shirts, give us money, we're not asking, we're just saying. Hold and heal design maintain the website. Until next time, I'm going to see Christy. Brian Finifter. Phantom of the Paradise. And this has been the intermission. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. Yay. Yeah. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. The longer, like, podcast begets podcast, y'all. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Friendsinyourhead.com.